How you doing? This is Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. My name is Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm TJ Miller. And right now you're listening to Sandra Carusi. The one and only Sandra Carusi. Carusin on down the listing highway. Welcome to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio, AM 640 and HD Radio. That's who we are. That's the show. This is a show about comedy and our in our week about comedy this week, Dean. Uh, I was at the SheDot Festival. Uh, proud to uh, host the first night. Uh, my uh, category, because they have different themes, was she dot, t dot. Yeah. It was teeming rain. I went to a funeral first, which is uh, almost mandatory before you do a stand-up set, I think. Well, yeah, it's a perfect setup for that. Yeah. And uh, what a great show. I was blown away from the talent. And it's ironic uh, who our guest is here today because um, I said, I asked some of the girls, are they Humber grads? Because the people who go through the comedy program at Humber have such incredible technique and everything. They're so polished, so much quicker than those of us who kind of did it differently. Yeah. And for example, on this show, we had Mike Rita and we had some other people and I just look at their polish and uh, we'll talk more about it um, with our guest, uh, Andrew Clark from the Humber program in a minute. How was your week, Dean? I had, well, actually, you know what? I had, uh, I had a bunch of these comics that were in town for SheDot Festival. Oh, nice. Recording at my house for a full day. All these women. All these at your women house. came into the sad bachelor house, the two men, two <laughs> cats house, and they all said the same thing. They all said, Real, two bachelors live here. This is so clean." So that was nice. <laughs> but then you know there was cat hair on everything. Um, so we did that, and I did go to uh, the the Humber graduating class show that they did at uh, Second City. Oh, here we're going to Toronto. Yeah, and it was fantastic. We're going to talk about Some that. Of, yeah, the sketch. The sketch stuff that they were putting out last night, well, by the time this airs, the other day mm-hmm. was mind-blowing. <laughs> I loved it. I had a great time. And of yeah. course, our friend Sean Cullen hosted. Yes, he's the best. And I wanted to go, I'm sorry I missed this. It's always great. Like when I go to GFL, I love looking at the going to the homegrown uh, program oh, yeah. or show. Um, and I mentioned Mike Rita because I think he was on it last year or yep. something. Um, last year was maybe actually, by the way, I think the best lineup for homegrown that I've seen in years. Yes. That was really a stacked lineup last year. By the way, JFL uh, lineup for 2017, which happens in July in Montreal. Yep. O-M-G-G. It's Seinfeld. Let's just say that. And Seinfeld. Gad. Yeah. Gad. And they, they did JFL 42 lineup here, coming here to Toronto in yes. September again, too. Yeah. And Judd Apatow and uh, Sugar Sammy, who I love. He's been on the show. Judd Apatow I interviewed last time. The David Spade Gala. Howie Mandel, Rick Mercer Gala, that's new. Um, so we'll talk more about JFL as we go on into the weeks as I prepare. I already had some comics contact me like, uh, do you have a hotel room I could crash in? Yeah. yeah, that's what I want. I want to be a mommy to you guys. I think you should stay with Mini Holmes this year. Oh, I'm, I... You will see God. some things <laughs> if you stay with Mini Holmes. She is back and oh boy, does she make it count. I don't even think she sleeps that entire I week, love so Minnie. that's perfect for you. Oh, yeah. we had so much fun last year. Yeah. Well, so we'll be talking about GFL in the coming weeks. Let's introduce our guest. He's an award-winning writer, humorist, and author, and a long-standing voice on critiquing and cultivating Canadian comedy. He's the director of Humber College's touted comedy program, which we talked about, yeah. and produced some of Canada's leading voices in sketch, stand-up, and improv since its inception. Wow. Um the comedy program recently showcased at uh, their graduating class with their annual industri- industry show at the world-famous Second City. And the comedy program at Humber is now embarking on a new chapter with a sister program at Salford University in the UK, 
further strengthening the age-old ties between the Canadian and UK comedy industries. Welcome, Andrew Clark. Hi, great to be here. Good to have you. Yeah. Thanks for what Studio you do. Studio audience. Yes. Thank you. Right here at so, M640. Dean, you went to the show. We're not going to just stroke Mr. Clark and his people, but it was a solid show. <laughs> no, I won't stroke Andrew. Yeah. No, it was it was a fantastic show. I had a great time. And, uh, you know, it's 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 always been an interesting thing to me. It's like, how do you go to school for yes. comedy, right? How do you... But it really, especially with with the sketch, because with stand-up, it's a bit different. Like, obviously, and Andrew can speak to this. Like, you know, you can teach technique and you can teach ways to sort of find your voice and hone your voice and find your writing and all that. But, um, yeah, the sketch material they were producing last night, I was I was blown away by that. Because, you know, I didn't go to school for this. I standard. know. Either I, did I. I went to community college film school and I still ended up at open mics. I went to so, Humber Radio yeah. and University before that. But, Andrew, tell us off the top the main differences. What what am I seeing when I see that polish and I say that, and I know that they're a Humber grad, what am I seeing different than me, except for the fact knowing that they obviously just have a, a tremendous more polish than I did at that time in the career? Well, I mean, say with Sketch, um, we we have a big emphasis on doing it and being in the classroom. So okay. we have a show every Monday at the Comedy Bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, wow. the students in second year are writing sketches every week. They have to write new sketches wow. every week. And it's run like a writer's room. Uh, our, our professor is Gary Pearson, mm-hmm. uh, who did Sunnyside and a million other great things. So at the end of the year, you look back and they're, they have written like 50 to 100 sketches at least. And then they go and perform them on stage, and then they rewrite them in front of audiences. Wow. So then what we get to do at the end of the year is we have a three-day showcase at the Comedy Bar where they're showing all of their best sketches, and we kind of take the best 22 and bring them into another writer's room with Sean Cullen. Mm -hmm. So uh, what Dean's seeing is sort of the the polished uh, stuff out of all of that work. Wow. And our goal is not to teach people to write sketches the way we would. It's to facilitate their skills without stepping on the voice. Yes. And that's the trick. Right. The trick is don't wow. step on the originality. And so what I was really happy about last night is interesting sketches from a female point of view, but not just that, but from a uniquely sort of millennial female point of view. Mm. It's kind of weird, absurdist sketches. You know, you know, yes. you look at it and you go, I would never in a million years have come up with that. And that's good. Yes. That means they're doing that's something wh- new. And that's what I saw at SheDot too. And we'll talk more about that um, on POVs when you're doing comedy and such. And after the break, and we'll be talking to our folks um, that are part of the sister program with Humber College. They're at Salford University. We have them on the phone from the UK. More on that on Inside Jokes Talk Radio, AM 640. Hey, this is Russell Peters, and you're listening to Sandra Juicy Carusi. (laughs) Welcome back, Inside Jokes, the show about comedy. This is Sandra Carusi with Dean Young of TalkHo.com. C-O. Sure, yeah. Talk hole. Okay, I'm Italian. Stop it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Talkhole.co. <laughs> and in studio, we were talking uh, with Andrew Clark, uh, the writer and also director of the Pro- Humber College comedy program. Hello, Andrew. Welcome Hi. back. Yeah. We're having a good conversation there that we're going to continue. But first, we want to get right to our guest on the phone straight from UK. Um, is uh, Lisa Moore, a professor of the comedy program at the University of Salford in the UK, joining us to discuss the new exchange program between Humber Comedy and the Salford Comedy School. Hello, Lisa. 
Hello, everybody. Hello. And uh, you and Andrew obviously have worked closely to develop this sister program. Yes, we have indeed. Um, I think our first conversation was around four, maybe four and a half years ago. Wow. And I was currently heading the uh, comedy program, which was brand new at the time. And we matched the, the two college, the college and the university, and it seemed almost kind of identical in terms of what we were looking at. So I thought it would be a good idea to try and hook up and, and, and get some kind of exchange going. So it's been a long time in the making, but we're delighted that it's actually coming to fruition now. So um, it's very exciting, actually, for those of us in comedy. I think, Dean, you'll agree, a lot of the comics we've had here, I think even last week, they go on their own to the UK and work yeah. the rooms there. Even the bigger name, Pete Johansson. Um, a lot of them work exclusively in the UK. We, we've had like sort of an exodus in the last few years of, of Canadian comics and Toronto comics, especially who've made that move over. Dylan Gott went over there. John Hastings mm-hmm. has been there for a few years now. Bobby Mayer, of course, has been doing fantastic yes. there for a few years now. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I guess there is a lot of crossover there between the Canadian stand-up industry mm-hmm. and, and the industry in the UK. Lisa, you recognize some of these names, don't you? I do indeed. Um, in fact, I saw, um, well, actually, you didn't mention Tom Stade, but he's somebody that and is really popular over here, too. And uh, people really love Tom. He's kind of, I mean, people talk about the difference between Canadian humor and British humor. And in, in my experience so far, which is somewhat limited, nevertheless, but, but it, it's very similar. There's a lot of irony that is self-deprecating. Yes. yes. It, it's kind of, you know, a lot of drawing on um, failure and um, <laughs> tragedy and yes. pain, well, <laughs> as, which is a very British thing. It's Look, as Canadians, we have colony humor. It's like right out of the brain. Well, it's, <laughs> we it's, just want to be like you. Yeah, I guess. And I mean, <laughs> certainly part of our national identity, and it's reflected in our comedy and in our art, I mean, mm-hmm. it is inherited sure. from... Who doesn't like Monty Python? You talk to a Canadian about comedy, and I think we've all watched mm-hmm. it. I don't know, because the CBC aired it so much. I don't know. Andrew, do you agree with that? A hundred percent. I mean, there's a long, rich history of, of British and Canadian humor. In fact, a hundred years ago, or at this time... Uh, a troop of soldiers called the Dumbbells oh uh, were working on a sketch show that would end up being done at the Western Front. And wow. then they went on to become a hit in London's West End and then Broadway. And the secret was really mixing vaudeville, which is a kind of North yes. American art form, mm-hmm. and music hall, which is the British. So when you look through the history of Canadian comedy, you, you certainly see a real connection between Britain and, and Canada. I think it's gotten a little less... Uh, over the last few decades because the world got smaller. It used to be that mm-hmm. if you were Canadian, you got that Cure album before everybody else or you got Monty Python yes. before everybody else. <laughs> now anybody who wants to search for that stuff can. So we're really kind of hoping that one of the things that will come out of this exchange is British and Canadian comics working together. Like I would be thrilled if there was some kind of transatlantic comedy troupe wow. that came out of this. That would mm-hmm. be amazing. I- yeah, that would be amazing. And and I tell you what, one of the interesting things I think will be um, the audience for your students coming to us, and, and indeed for our students coming to you, because although the humor is very similar, the audiences are mm-hmm. different, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think our audiences over here are slightly more difficult to read. It, it, we're not easy to read, you know. I mean, I take myself as, a, as an example. When I watch comedy, I'm not 
I'm not kind of um, laugh out loud, belly laughing funny, even if I find it funny. You, you might not know I find it absolutely hilarious, whereas Canadian audiences are, seem to be a lot more enthusiastic um, at actually appreciating the joke. So it'll be a, you know, it'll be a good learning process for, for both sides. Well, we're going to talk more about that because on the phone we have uh, Lisa Moore from the Stalford University Comedy Program, who's now a sister program with the Humber College Radio Program with Andrew Clark, who's here in studio. And uh, it's a very exciting time for comedy that you guys have done this. It's the first year, is that right? Yeah, basically the way it works is our students, there's five of them who are going over in the fall mm-hmm. to do a semester at Salford, and then we're hoping to have five uh, Salford students come over to us this fall. Oh, wow. Oh, we're going to talk more about that after the break. That's so exciting. This is Inside Jokes, all things about comedy on Talk Radio AM 640. This is Kay Trevor Wilson. You're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi. Hakeem Optical makes fine, fine eyewear. Inside Jokes, that's what we do. We get behind the joke, Dean. We talk about inside. We dig deep. And why not better than the people we have here with us? Well, you know what? You know how this is how I know that it was such a good Humber show last night yes. here in Toronto at mm-hmm. Second City. I've used the word fantastic like five times today. I have. <laughs> if you go back and listen to the show, I keep saying that. I don't use that word ever. Because the show was so... I don't like anything ever. <laughs> I'm very dark, but today I'm like, everything's fantastic. Everything's cheery. Right? Well, so um, the show we were referring to was uh, like a graduate show of, and uh, Andrew and they, you put them on the main stage, right? Yeah, we do an industry show. So we, we take our class of, say, 40 second years, and then we take uh, we cut that down to about 18 or 20, and then those 20 go forward to the industry show with the guest host. So we don't put everybody on. We do have a year-end show, but the industry show is sort of extra, mm-hmm. and not everybody gets in. So it's actually the first introduction to show business, which is you often don't get the job you want. Mm-hmm. Yes, which which I think is pinnacle. So yeah. you you'll hold auditions and sort of pare that whole process down. They showcase their stand up at Yuck Yucks yep. over two nights. They showcase their sketch at the Comedy Bar over three nights, and then we pick the sketches, and then we take forward the writers of those sketches, wow. and then we take we cast, but we don't put everybody in, um, and it's really kind of tough because mm-hmm. uh, you know it's difficult to do that. But it is integral, and, and you can't ask the industry, quote unquote, to come out to a show on a Monday night if you haven't curated it. Well, yes. and that's yeah. prepping them for the real world because they're going to have to audition for their roles. Nothing's a gimme. There's no entitlement, especially in comedy. So you're doing the right thing. It's I tough. have to say. Yeah. Lisa Moore from the UK at Salford University. This you have never had a comedy program till now. Is that correct? Oh no, we, we're actually in our seventh year, but oh. we haven't had an exchange program. Oh yes, yes. So, so we're kind of, um, you know, uh, we're still in the early stages. We're, you know, we're not down the line like Humber, you know, some years in. Mm-hmm. And, yes, uh, we're kind of uh, still fairly new, I suppose, in the comedy world as a, as a performance degree. Actually, incidentally, I did see some of Humber's um, graduates when I came over a couple of years back, and. Uh, I have to say the standard was fantastic. I was absolutely blown away by the standard of um, of stand-up work there. Our that, students are really good too, but it's a kind of, uh, I think it's more sort of uh, professional industry-based there, and you seem to give them more um, longer sets, actually. Oh, a longer so sets on the real stage? Is that what you mean? Yeah. Andrew? Yeah, but... Yeah. Uh, Sorry. We have we we're, we're, one of the cornerstones of the program has always been that we have a weekly show at Yuck Yucks, mm-hmm. and uh, 
I think performing in front of an audience that is a um, mainstream audience, mm-hmm. uh, some of whom are there to see the students, some of whom aren't, is a good incubator. There's a lot of great uh, one-night rooms in the city, and mm-hmm. I think they're fantastic. But it's also important to be able to play a, a broader audience. So I think it, that it's kind of like Yuck Yuck is like our gateway drug mm-hmm. to stand up. It, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. we, we give it's free. Here you go, get up on stage. And those that really like it, they just start going. So someone like Nigel mm-hmm. Grinstead, mm-hmm. who won Homegrown. Yes, at JFL I mean, he was doing year. three shows a night. But mm-hmm. when you talk about the sacrifice, I mean, I, I don't think I'm telling tales, but, mm-hmm. you know, he and Andrew Barr mm-hmm. uh, shared a bed. Like, they worked shift works. Mm-hmm. That's how they afforded it. So one yes. of them was working a night shift, yeah. and, and he, he used the bed during the day, and the <laughs> other guy used the bed at night. <laughs> that's, that, that's the kind of sacrifice people are making to, to do stand-up. So, well, yeah. and it's very important. Let's just go back for those of us. Dean, you know this. Um and the show's Inside Jokes. It's about stand-up. Amateur nights that or open mic nights at Yuck Yucks or Absolute Comedy, it's not a gimme you could just call and get on stage. It's actually, there's a lineup. There's actually a lot of amateurs who've been doing the open mics for years who get precedence because they do a lottery where they'll go and sit and wait if they can get on. Yeah. And it's, right, it's such a long shot. So for these students to be able to have a guaranteed open mic night at Yuck Yucks, like just to be in the environment of the room, I think uh, Dean uh, is very important, right? Well, and uh, when you, especially in a, in a hub like, let's say, London or here in Toronto, when you have these comedy hubs where people flock in from other cities yes. and other places. So it is so oversaturated. Toronto is a great example of that. So you, you do need that process where people are being vetted and there's dues paying, right? Mm-hmm. Even for great independent shows, like great mm-hmm. weekly and monthly shows. Yes. I remember when I first moved to this city, it was seven years ago. You, you go and introduce yourself to these bookers. You don't just go and get on. Like yes. you, you go and watch the show. You get to know the room. You get to know the audience. And you work your way up mm-hmm. to being able to do that Andrew's stuff. nodding his head. Absolutely. That is 100% so true. In fact, we tell people, like, don't go to someone's room and say, when do I go on? Yes. Yeah. Go, go to it for a few weeks as a, as a paying customer. Tell them you enjoy it. And then, then they know you're for real. Because you're not just going in there to use them. Uh, it's ba- I hate to say it, it's like basic show business hygiene. Go to people's shows, <laughs> then they will go to your shows. Yes. You know, all that kind of stuff. Yes. You know, it's important. So that's Andrew Clark, the director of the comedy program at Humber College. On the phone from the UK is Lisa Moore. We'll talk more with you after the break on Inside Jokes Talk Radio AM 640. Hi, this is Sugar Sammy, and you're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra the Cruiser Carusi. Mm-mm-mm, gotta get me some of that. I am enjoying this show because uh, Inside Jokes um, is about getting behind the joke and behind the scenes and learning more about it. And for those of us who started comedy not through a program or through classes, it's a very different experience. And it's not to say it's a better experience or a worse experience. It's just that you could really see the difference, I think, in some cases, or it's a head start. Look, if there's a a program for anything these days, you should take it, I Mm -hmm. think. Um, because it'll give you things like we were talking before the break, Andrew Clark here from Humber College, uh, the stage time at Yuck Yucks and things like that, which is really hard to get. And so, Andrew, welcome back. Uh, we were talking about the exchange program with Lisa Moore, who was on the phone from UK, from Salford University. There we go. <laughs> um, so students, Humber students will be able to go there in the fall, and her stu- their students will be able to come here, five that's each. That's right. Yeah, that's the plan. Wow. And so they'll come over, and they'll be taking our curriculum, which is, you know, stand-up, 
uh, which they studied with Larry Horowitz, who's a really terrific, yes. um, iconic Canadian comic teacher and, and, and an icon in, in the scene. Uh, improv uh, with um, Robin Duke mm-hmm. uh, from Saturday Night Live and SCTV. They'll do sketch with uh, Gary Pearson, uh, and they will be doing writing with me, which is sort of online writing, humor, that kind of stuff. And you're and a columnist, writing. Globe I'm and a Mail. columnist at the Globe and Mail, so I'll yes. teach them how to work in a dying industry. Yes, <laughs> that's a weird. Uh, one. That's so no, but that's huge. That's huge. Yeah, because we still need writers. I think people are Absolutely. blogging now versus the yeah. old kind of. Yeah, yeah. It's nice to have that instead of splitting focus, right? Like these students are leaving the program and they've they're they're trying their hand at writing improv, stand up, sketch. Because then you get out in the scene and they're sort of separate communities, right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it's nice to have that skill set and that overlap too. Yeah, and it's kind of it allows them to kind of feel their way around. I mean, everybody sort of gravitates to one thing or another. And someone again, like like Nigel, he just loves stand up, and Mm -hmm. our position is not. You don't have to get an A in everything, but it's important for you to try everything. Yeah, we get people who come and say, "I just want to write." Well, doing improv is not going to hurt your writing. Mm-hmm. Going and, and knowing what actors go through by doing an acting class is not going to hurt your writing, mm-hmm. and vice versa. Yeah, that's, yes, that's really. In fact, one of the first things people will tell you is take an improv course if you want to be, be a writer. Yes, you know? um, so that's kind of where we're we're we're, we're going uh, with it, and then hopefully the the British comics will give a. You know, number one, they'll be excited to be here, so that's mm-hmm. always good for morale. And uh, and they have a different sensibility. And then our guys, when they come back from the UK, will bring over all the stuff they're learning. Yes, uh, the Salford program is great, and it also it has more like it. They have a whole course in radio radio comedy. Right? Wow, uh, really? They're, yeah, they're very so, connected to the BBC and and ITV and Channel Four. And stuff do we like have that. anything <laughs> in Canada that's similar to radio comedy? And we're and I always think of radio no. comedy like the '40s when they had. Burns and Allen on oh, the, yeah. is you that know, right or I, no? I think that the, the thing that you see now would be... Um, uh, Definitely not this, for example. This would not well, be comedy I'm on I'm thinking radio. like, you know, more debate shows, like the yes, debaters. Yes, yes. Uh, those Patterson. kind of things are, yeah. are still uh, going on, on on the CBC and stuff like that. You don't see sort of online radio um, or ra- radio sitcoms mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, and it's too bad because I think radio can be a really great, medium for comedy number one a finished product but also it's a great way for people to learn about writing and you know you see in the uk a lot of the shows that end up on television are started out on radio so yeah. it's kind of a neat thing and you know the that that's sort of the the mix and i mean what we're going for is someone like uh, we just had a she humber at the she dot yes and uh, it was uh, Megan McKay, who's a graduate of ours, who does the reverse late night show. Yeah, fantastic. So that's, for me, I mean, she she won the Tim Sims Award, which is an encouragement wow. award. That's a kind of that's a person who's doing comedy, encouraging others, and they're also kind of entrepreneurial. Mm-hmm. I do find comics tend to be very entrepreneurial. Yes. they really will get up and go. Um, you know, and, and so produce shows fun. like Dean and start a podcast. Yeah, honestly, and, one of the yeah. challenges we have is reining them in. Because they want to go and do everything. And you see someone in your office, with these they're young with these huge bags under their eyes. Mm. And they're like, well, I'm doing four shows and I have this and that. I'm like, mm-hmm. maybe just take one thing off the plate for three months. And they look at you like you just stuck a knife in there. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but, you know, you learn. You learn how to pace yourself. They have the energy to do it, too. Yeah. But, these, but as we talked earlier and on the break, in comedy, to survive, to eat, you do have to have multiple things going on just to feed yourself too. And, and it is Absolutely. tough to, to to remember to dial that back a bit. Like Andrew makes a fantastic point because I've had that happen tons of times where it's every once in a while you just hit this wall, you mm-hmm. know, and then you have to step back. And you also have to remember to live life a little bit because then 
what material are you generating, right? Mm-hmm. You're not actually living a life off of the stage. So mm-hmm. you have to sort of dial that back and find that balance for sure. So, Andrew, um, famous Humber grads from the comedy program. Well, probably the most noted would be Nathan Fielder mm-hmm. of Nathan yeah. For You. Um, Levi McDougal, who's currently on Conan. Um, yeah, writing wow. and appearing. Wow. Uh, Rebecca Adelman is someone who wrote on The New Girl, and she just directed her first feature, which wow. she also wrote uh, and is, I believe, directing shows now in L.A. And then, you know, Deborah DiGiovanni, mm-hmm. uh, people like Nick Beaton. There's so many stand-ups. Steph Tolov. Steph Tolov. I mean, it's a lot. Gary Rideout, uh, who yes. started the Comedy Bar. yes. Um, I didn't know that he went to uh, he Humber. went to Humber, yep. but they removed him from the program after a year. So I always I always have a line which is the ones who graduate do real do well, and the ones we kick out do really well. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing like spite to get a comic going. That's right. So think, Gary, just so everybody yeah. knows, he owns Comedy Bar, which is on uh, Bloor yeah. in Ossington, which hosts the She Dot Festival and, and about every other thing going on. It's, it, it's, it's a, a great major venue. hub of the comedy scene here in Toronto. Yeah. It, actually, it's funny the same year. So Gary's class that Gary got tossed and started Comedy Bar. Yeah. There was another one. I'm forgetting his name well, now. Pat Thornton. Pat Thornton was there. Yes. And uh, yes. that same class, another guy started the Bill Hicks Bar here in Toronto. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. so Andrew, that's <laughs> like hilarious. Like little Johnny Appleseed. Just, yeah. You, know, yeah. you but, did them a favor. But well, what? I wasn't in charge at the time. Yeah. <laughs> but I might have looked the other. I mean, but, you know, we have a great relationship with Gary. Like we have a weekly yes. show there and everything like that. Yeah. So we claim... You know, we're, our, I always say our love is completely conditional. Mm-hmm. If you do well, we'll just claim you. Yes. On, you know. <laughs> so that's oh, the Canadian but, way, yeah, isn't that's it? That's right. Oh, yeah. he's, he's a grad. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He yeah. would have graduated, so let's The comedy say. clubs do that all the time, so you're yeah. just right in line. Yeah. So what What would, I'm just curious, because comedians, we are what we are. Indeed. Uh, we're all the class clowns. We're all a little chatty. We're yes. all, what gets you kicked out of a comedy program? <laughs> Usually you don't do your work oh, or okay. you fail to, like, fail a test. I think they, they actually failed my history of comedy uh, class. It was the first year I was teaching it. And I was a real, uh, you know, taskmaster. I think I made them read Catch-22 or something. Yeah. Which I love. Yes. But not everybody does. So, uh, yeah. Andrew, uh, history of comedy, and I just loved what you were saying earlier, but when you talked about 100 years ago, the first sketch troupe and all that stuff. Um, CNN just had the history of comedy program. I'm going to ask you after the break about that because there's some interesting topics, and I just want you to speak to them if that's okay. Sure. Andrew Clark, the director of comedy program at Humber College, and back with that on Inside Jokes Talk Radio AM 640. Hey, this is Colin Mockery from Whose Line Is It Anyway? And you are listening to Sandra Carusi on Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640. Pants optional. This is Sandra Carusi and uh, sometimes comics, sometimes something else. I don't know. Well, it's all comedy. We have industry people. We have comics, producers, writers. Creators. Molders of young minds like today. Yes, Mm. like Andrew Clark. Indeed. Director and molder at uh, Chief Executive Molder at Humber College Comedy (laughs) Program. Oh, there we go. We were yeah. t- but you're a historian of comedy, yeah, and uh, you're a writer and a columnist at Globe and Mail, and so you have some fascinating facts. And uh, CNN did the history of comedy. I don't know what they call. I forgot what they called it. I think it was the history of comedy, um, and it was so fascinating what they taught. I-, I thought they would get a little deeper than they did. Um, like they had the you know typical female in comedy and. Um, the crazies in comedy or something. What did you think of that? And uh, what do you think should be noted when we think of history of comedy? 
Well, I think it's a good observation. Um, it reminded me of a PBS series a while back called Make Them Laugh, mm-hmm. where you yeah. know, they had people like Amy Sedaris and um, I think Larry, Larry Whitmore. Is that right? Yeah. Um, people on like experts. Um, and it's a survey of the history of comedy for people who don't know anything about it. So um, I feel like CNN did a good job of giving us a broad uh, sort of hit on American yes, comedy. Yes, yes, Okay. Um, and it was, I believe, the uh, creative consultant on it was a guy named Cliff Nesteroff, who wrote a really outstanding book called The Comedians about the history of mm-hmm. sort of stand-up yes. comedy. And he's from Vancouver originally. I think he, he did the comedy workshop for at Humber at one time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think all that was great. I mean, it's a bit like uh, asking someone who's like has a weird fetish if <laughs> some kind of vanilla stuff is working <laughs> for them. So yes, when you're exactly. talking to me, I'm kind of like... Oh, I want to hear about, you know, such, such yes. and such minutia. I want to hear yeah. about, yes. um, you know, uh, Steve Schuster touring with uh, Mark Breslin in that wow. bus where they almost went off the late Steve Schuster. I yes. Say, went off a cliff or, you know, Mike McDonald or the, the legendary missing Mike McDonald tapes where they would take all sorts of strange substances and then tape themselves. For, That's you know, brilliant. You know, <laughs> I don't even um, know that. So Who's on the show? Uh, well, it would be someone like Larry Horowitz, Lou oh, Eisen, yeah. Yeah. I think Lawrence Morgenstern. Oh my God, Lawrence. Uh, and they would take us, I can't say for sure because I wasn't there, they would ingest something and then they would just stay up <laughs> for hours and they would record themselves. So, and there's sort of this idea that someone will, it's like Al Capone's, you know, yeah. say that someone will find them one day and they'll <laughs> listen to them and it'll, it'll be this comic nirvana, right? It was probably hilarious. Yeah. and Yeah. So crazy. for me, and I, and I think what's interesting is uh, with Cliff's uh, website, uh, uh, which is, is called um, Something Showbiz, I'm sorry, I feel bad because I read it. That's okay. Um, is very much for, for someone like me. Like he really dives into like small stuff and, and makes it really interesting. So, you know, for me, I, I, I'd love to have... Uh, you know, 52 episodes where they just delve into everybody. But I think if you've never thought about comedy, it, it was it was a good job. Yeah. What's the most noted thing about Canadian comedy that we don't know? Um, well, I think one of the, the things, the most noted things about Canadian comedy that maybe people don't observe is the fact that comedians are kind of very individualistic. It's very much about what I want to say and how I want to say it. And Canada tends to be a very kind of collective culture. Mm-hmm. So comics in Canada are kind of like the anti-Canadians. You know, in America, the idea of an individual's right to free speech and to say what they want and to say, I don't care what society says, you know, I'm going to, it's my right to bear arms or whatever mm-hmm. it might be. The individual's right trumps everything. In Canada, it's kind of more about the collective rights. Wow. So a lot of the best comics are always out of place in Canada because it's not a very Canadian thing to call attention to yourself, to say, I disagree, mm-hmm. to say, I'm different, or I don't, I don't want to go along with that. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of weird because we really celebrate our comic heritage. But what you're kind of celebrating is the antithesis of the kind of conciliatory Canadian, right. you know, which yeah. is really kind of interesting. I think it's kind of an un, untold truth, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe we don't like to admit it because, I mean, Comedy, like say stand-up, is very interesting in that on the one hand, you're being very individual and outspoken, but the joke creates a consensus. Because right. when people laugh, they're, I know that sounds kind of weird, but they're agreeing on the premise of the joke. So you take a group of individuals and you make them one entity, which is the audience. Fantastic. So it's kind yeah. of a neat thing. And people don't really pick up on that, I guess. Well, why why don't they pick up on it? What do you mean? The cohesiveness that comedy brings? Is that 
essentially what you're or saying. Or the individuality, or? you know. I mean, stand up, okay. stand up, stand up comedy and jazz are probably the two great American contributions yes. to culture. Yeah, American. Yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. You know, uniquely American. They're coming out of the American experience. We're a part of that. But again, our, our experience is a little different being, you know, coming out of a colony. We don't mm-hmm. have a revolution. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we're, we're celebrating being given our independence this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that what we kind of have done with comedy is sort of take it and then give it back. So like American culture, we're bombarded by American culture. And the Canadian response has been take it in and then send it back as satire. If you think about yes. SCTV. Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. Mike Myers, it's happening to this day. So even Nathan Fielder, he's taking in reality TV and business ethos, and then he's sending it back. So yeah. that's kind of a Canadian thing, I think, that mm-hmm. we don't really see. It's just there all the time. Very think, Sorry, Dean? Well, I think, in, and that is our identity in a way, right? Mm-hmm. Because we're sort of like this weird middle child between these two huge empires, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're the middle child that's overlooked by the UK and by the US, so we've always sort of struggled to find that that voice. And I think mm-hmm. we, we get so much of an influence from comedy in the UK as well into that. Andrew? And one of the, I should mention, one. you mentioned one of the neat things we're working, we're working with a guy named Mark Rosewell, mm-hmm. who's one of the most famous comedians in China. He's from Ottawa. Hmm. Uh, his name is Dashan. And so he came and did some work with our students. And I would love that stand-up comedy, there's only about 30 stand-up comedians in China. Wow. And it is something that's really, what? really controlled by the state. And I would love to sort of get something going there. So we're we're hoping at least to maybe sponsor one of um, Mark's tours. That's, That's China's wow. the next wow. frontier. Yeah, wow. several people have been saying that in in the West for years, but. Comedy wise, I think we hope to do okay, that. Okay, that's Andrew Clark, the director of uh, college. Yeah, that. That's Andrew <laughs> Humber Clark. Humber Comedy Program. That's a, that's a Andrew Clark. And I'm Santa Carusi. More on that after the break. Inside Jokes, Talk Radio AM 640. Hey, you. I'm Maggie Casella, and you're listening to Inside Jokes with my friend Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio AM 640. Nailed it. I'm here with my real estate friend, Holly Garvey-Penny. What's up with HGP's tips and trends today? Hi, Sandra. We talked before about getting your finances in order for buyers. Well, today's tip is for sellers to get their finances in order before they list, including a conversation about bridge financing. What do you mean? In today's hot market, make sure that you're not walking away from a fabulous offer just because the closing date is a couple of days or weeks later than the closing date of the property you already purchased. It's not as costly as you think, and it'll give you some peace of mind with pre-approved bridge financing options. For anyone that I can help, call or email me with any questions. Call her now, hgp at bosleyrealestate.com, 416-322-8000. Thanks, Sandra. Now back to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio, AM 640 and HD Radio. Inside Jokes with Andrew Clark from Humber, and we're talking about some interesting history because you're a historian on comedy in Canada. And you were talking about Mark Roswell. Yeah, Mark Roswell is a really fascinating guy from Ottawa, Canada originally, and he's one of the most popular and famous comedians in China. Wow. He's absolutely fluent. In fact, he speaks, one of the things that people think about him is he speaks Mandarin better than many Chinese. Wow. Um, He's a master of something that's known in English, I guess, as crosstalk. And he started out in 89, sort of by accident. He did a show. He was studying at the University of Beijing. He did a show in Mandarin, sort of celebrating the new year. 
And when it was all over, he was starting to be recognized on the street. And then someone said, oh, yeah, we broadcast that on CCTV. So 500 million people saw it. Wow. You're famous. And then he proceeded to tour China. And it's quite an amazing story. He's a fascinating guy. And he's he's now he he just finished touring in Melbourne, doing the Melbourne Comedy Festival, completely wow. in Mandarin. He's doing shows here in Toronto. Uh, so he's kind of carving out an interesting bi-continent career uh, in comedy. It's amazing. If you want to look him up, his last name is R-O-W-S-W-E-L-L, Mark Roswell. Yeah. And uh, just because it's such a fascinating story to be able to learn a different language and execute comedy. I mean, I could yeah. barely do it in English and then try to do Italianisms in the middle of it. Yeah. And that's not an easy thing. And this guy learned a whole new language. Oh, so. He's unbelievably good. And of course, now the thing that's happening in China is stand-up comedy, mm-hmm. which is very much in its infancy. And he's a big part of that. Mm-hmm. But of course, in, if you want to do a show in China, you have to submit the entire show to the government. Mm-hmm. It has to be completely written down and you must do it like that. Wow. And you know, he's talked about going to shows and you'll get there and the show's like, no, no show tonight. It's been closed. Wow. Government has closed it down. Oh, my gosh. Quickly, wow. uh, Andrew, uh, as we wrap up the show, what's a couple of tips? Someone wanting to get into comedy of any age, what should they do and know? Well, number one, they should go and see some comedy, mm-hmm. which is <laughs> not always easy yeah. if you're underage. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, I would sort of maybe take a class at Second City. Mm-hmm. I would consider the Humber Comedy Program for sure. People, parents are a little nervous when they have uh, <laughs> students. And I always say, well, there's two outcomes for our program. One is they do it, they're really good, and they want to dedicate themselves and do it. That's a great outcome. The other one is they do it, they realize they love comedy, and they don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And to us, that's a win too. You've done yes. two years. You've, you've, a lot of our people go on and do amazing things. We have producers. We have uh, paramedics, cops, you name it. Wow. So it's, a neat, it's neat. So that's what I would say. Consider Humber. Uh, watch comedy, go to a club, uh, and have fun. Live your life. Read a book. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen uh, to this show. Listen to this show, absolutely. <laughs> on podcasts on 640toronto.com or yeah. iTunes. I had someone contact me from Calgary uh, in radio saying, my friend wants to get into comedy. I said, honestly, listen go, to the podcast yeah. and go to shows and go get stage time and then come back. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to talk to you until you figure that try out. Try it out. Yeah, yeah and, try and, it out. And especially, you know... I, for our listeners here in Toronto, I mean, you live in a hotbed city mm. of every single night there is, and there's open mics and all that, but there's a, a really quality caliber of stand-up sketch mm-hmm. improv shows on multiple stages every night of the week. Like everybody comes here. So, yeah. so there's yeah. a lot right there. Yeah. There's an enormous amount of talent right now. Yeah. Well, thank Jeez. you so much, Andrew Clark from the Humber College Program. We'll hear more from you. You could read uh, his your work in Globe and Mail. Yeah. Road Sage column every Thursday. And uh, that's entertaining. Thank you, Techie Tom, Dean, and my lovely Courtney. I'm Sandra Carusi, and please follow me, um, if you can, Sandra underscore Carusi, or on Facebook, Sandra Carusi Official. Thanks for listening. Inside Jokes, Talk Radio, AM 640. Hi, it's Techie Tom, and it's time for this week's Comedy Listings. Join us Friday, May 26th at the famous Phoenix Concert Theater for a night of hits and giggles, a fundraiser for our very own Sandra Carusi, featuring comedy, live music, celebrity guests, food, and more. And the Just for Laughs Comedy Originals pitch program is now open. Deadline's May 15th, 2017. Submit your original concepts to Just for Laughs Comedy Pro and CBC Comedy's team-up for CBC Comedy Originals. And now for our Comedy Rx, featuring Inside Joke's own Dean Young. I, uh... Yeah, I'm not from around here. I grew up in a town way up north. Uh, some of you might have heard of... Uh, anybody here ever heard of Thunder Bay? Thunder Bay, Ontario. Yeah. Magical place to grow up, you guys. Really was. 
It's kind of like growing up in the dark side of a Tim Hortons commercial, everyone. <laughs> it was. Because, like, okay, on one hand, we did have, we had those hockey dads, you know, that would get up at, like, 5 a.m. and take their kids down to the rink for a practice, swing by on the way and grab a couple of double-doubles and some Timbits and, you know, just share, like, a warm, golden, genuine Canadian moment together. We had a ton of those guys. But we also had, like, a lot of dudes who made it their thing to go around hammering scope and shiving people for painkillers. <laughs> that was kind of like... That was the flip side of the toonie on growing up in Thunder Bay, you guys. Yeah, that was great. Another amazing Comedy Rx to wrap up our show. Thanks again, Dean Young, Techie Tom, and our intern, Courtney, for all the help. And you can check me out on Instagram or Twitter at Sandra underscore Carusi or on Facebook, Santa Carusi Official. And uh, check us out on social media for the show at Inside Joke 640. We welcome your feedback. Thanks for listening each and every week. I'm Santa Carusi, and you've been listening to Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640.